This is the Astrology University podcast, helping you find inspiration, insight, and connection through the study of astrology. And I'm your host, Tony Howard. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Astrology University podcast. And today I'm joined by Darby Costello. Hey, Darby. Hi. Hi, Tony. <laughs> and, uh, Darby has a webinar coming up for us on uh, Saturday, February 22nd, 2020. If you're listening to this after the fact, you can head over to the website and uh, get the download of it. The webs- but the webinar is titled, The Times, They Are a-Changing. And Darby's going to be talking about Pluto and Capricorn and Neptune and Pisces. And so I thought we could just have a, a chat today, Darby, a little bit about like what inspired you to create this webinar. Maybe we can start there. Okay, that's interesting, Tony. Um, I think it started with um, Jim Lewis. Um, in 1989 or 90, he came to London and he gave a talk. You know how he was to do with astrocartography and everything, but he gave a talk on the um, Saturn-Uranus-Neptune conjunction in Capricorn. And he said the one before it had been 1307, and before that, 623, and before that, 60 BC. I still remember the dates. I would, wow. And I was just sitting there, and I, and, and I walked into that um, lecture, one person, one kind of astrologer, and I left completely new astrologer. It was completely transformed me, and I fell in love with historical cycles. First, the ones he was talking about. And I remember saying in about 90 or 91, I have to stay alive long enough to do their charts. <laughs> and now, of course, I'm doing their charts because they're at their Saturn return. But I remember it sitting, it was so powerful. And I fell in love with historical cycles and history. And I just filled my house with books on history and historical cycles. And then by about 2007, eight, I was aware that Pluto was going to go into Capricorn. And then I must have become aware quite soon after that Neptune was going to go into Pisces. And so I became, I lost interest in that cycle and I became fascinated with this one. And I noticed or I discovered that they had been together six times in the last 3,000 years. And I got obsessed with every single one of them. But that took me some time. And in the end, well, well, I'll speak about that in a minute, but what happened is I was lecturing somewhere like at UAC or something in 2008, and I I was doing it on the changeover from Pluto in Sagittarius to Pluto in Capricorn. And I didn't realize at the time, but I did a bit later, that with Pluto in Sagittarius, all various cultures had expanded. They'd gone beyond their own limits. They'd got in ships, well, first foot, donkeys, horses, ships, um, wheels, um, eventually airplanes. And now, in this time, the global, the, the virtual reality. So each time, the Pluto and Sagittarius had led to an expansion beyond the boundaries of what was known. And then Pluto went into Capricorn. And and I was looking at those at first, just Pluto and Sad, Pluto and Capricorn, oh, you know, so many of them. And each time I noticed that each culture I looked at was rewriting their rules and laws. They were, they were because they, they had expanded beyond their own known world. And now, now I think it meant that they were dealing with foreigners a lot of the time in foreign cultures. But I had, didn't think of that until this, this time, you know. And, 
And in doing so, they had to make rules and new rules. And so I followed that and, and thought, oh, well, that's interesting. Then Pluto and Capricorn must have to find a way to make new rules and new systems. And then Neptune went into Pisces. And each time I looked, I thought it was that almost like there was something that was ending the old uh, collective belief system that was undermining it in some way. In different, each time it's a different thing, but something was undermining it. And in the early times, of course, the people who were undermining it were threatened with execution. But the, the collective systems were being undermined. And so the combination got me absolutely fascinated. So now we're in this one. So in 2008 till 2024, Pluto and Capricorn, Neptune and Pisces. And of course, now we have Uranus and Taurus, which is a bit part of it. And because I'm always looking at history, and always looking at now, I'm trying to figure out how do we as individuals deal with the fact that we're in a historical cycle. It's not anyone doing anything on purpose. It's not him doing it or her doing it and them doing it and everything. It's a historical cycle. And every time there are certain people in power and certain things happening and certain things break down and certain things are destroyed and other things arise and we're in another one. So my passion is how each individual who comes to me over there, <laughs> my clients, and every time I lecture is how do I, how do I stay, become aware again and again, because I fail continually, of course, as well. And how do I help other people become aware to be aware of it as a historical cycle and not be a victim of it, but to find some sort of way to, uh, to, to return to oneself and take the aspect. And in 2019 and 20, they're together, Pluto and, and, and Saturn. So what I hadn't realized is this is probably the key, the, the key moment of this 2008 till 2024. I hadn't noticed that. But last year I thought, this is so uncomfortable. That's ah, horrible. And then I realized it was that, because often when it's coming up, you know, the aspect is coming up, it's more tense somehow. And I was traveling to Australia on the exact conjunction uh, a couple of weeks ago. And now we're sort of used to it. We don't like it, but we're used to it. So how do we use this year to find a way to, I want to say, bring that Saturn-Pluto conjunction right into our own natures so that we are part of this historical cycle. We're not victims of Trump. We're not victims of Boris. We're not victims of the, the virus that's going around. We're part of this historical cycle. And so that's what I'm sort of quite passionately interested in, how I can stop thinking the discomfort should go away. No, I want to feel comfortable. I'm sick of feeling like this. It's so tense, so nerve-wracking. How can I say, use it? Use, the, use Saturn. Stay uncomfortable with the Saturn and use it to... Um, to take responsibility where I have not been able to without even knowing it. To, to, to allow myself to let systems that I like and trust break down in front of me and not say, why is that happening, you know, as I do. But how can I use the aspect to be part of the transformation rather than being a victim of how it's happening? Something like that. 
Right. Yeah. It's not, not easy work, but you know what you're describing also really suits the archetype. We were kind of chatting about this before we hit record, but how um, what you're describing is, is actually a way of embodying that energy as well in a conscious way that you're holding yourself accountable or you're taking stock of your own actions and what you can do versus uh, externalizing all of that in some cases. And you blame. said something good. <laughs> Say something again, because you said something about as a child, Saturn is... Say that, can you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, uh, we were talking about parenting because you were saying, are you saying that because of the fathering uh, um, correlation there? And I said, well, you know, it's, it's, it's that thing that when we're parented, if we are parented in a way that encourages and supports us having our own autonomy and learning personal responsibility, then we don't tend to externalize blame. But if that function got kind of halted or interrupted or didn't complete, or for whatever reason, you know, maybe we lost a parent, maybe we had a parent who wasn't able to teach us those things um, or model that behavior for us, then we grow up and we we tend to externalize blame. And, and in, in the case with Saturn and Pluto, we have to include shame as well and shaming others and um, there's a lot of that going around on the internet in case you hadn't noticed. <laughs> I've heard about it. I don't notice because I don't go there, but I hear about it continually. Oh, it's yeah. rough. You know, it's like if you post anything these days on on uh, social media or even on your own website, a lot of us have comments activated and people feel really comfortable um, shaming and blaming all over the internet in the comment wow. sections. So, you know, we have rules with Astrology University in our group that you don't do that. And so we kind of you know, moderate that kind of mm -hmm. behavior because we want it to be a, a supportive and and loving space, really. But there's definitely a lot of blaming going on. And so I love your idea that we use this time and the discomfort of it and the intensity yeah. of it to to turn inward and yeah. to look at what what we can do and yeah. what we have done and what we what what we might do differently going forward. Yes, that that. I, I, I keep hearing myself say, pay, uh, dare to stay with the discomfort. And I just hate the discomfort. I, really, I just stand it. You know, I just want it to go away and feel okay again. But, they, but things keep changing that I'm used to. And like, as soon as they change, and I think, why is it like that? You know, it was better before. And I hear myself do it. And I think, okay, that's, that's the place. Stay in that place and see what it is you are attacking and not liking. And how can I find a version of that in myself? Like we're, I mean, I notice everyone is standing on high horses, you know, telling us what's wrong with that. And we're all doing it. And as soon as I hear myself do it, I, it's easy for me to see somebody else doing it and realize that they're dealing with shadow stuff, but it's really hard when you're doing it yourself. How can you, it's almost as if it's, the aspect is saying it's time to mature to the next stage. And, and, if, and the, the amount of people who are capable of maturing are the ones who will uh, be the ones who make the next phase um, the better version of itself, let us say. I mean, it's not going to turn anything better or worse. Life is what it is. You know, it's horrible and beautiful. It's, I say suffering and beauty. You know, it's my way of saying it. So whatever is coming, whatever it's turning into, and it is transforming. We are becoming a different version of ourselves now. We're becoming another kind of, the next version of us, you know, somehow. And so those people who, who 
each of us who dares to allow ourselves to, you said it before, something about taking authority. You used the word authority, and I thought that was really good before we put on the recorder, to take authority for our own lives in a particular way that we haven't been able to so far. That each person who does that is part of the recreation or the 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 the, the creativity of whatever the new phase is. And, it, and as long as we know it's going to be a mess, no matter what, and it's going to be beautiful, no matter what. And the trick is how to exude, know that that's life. And it's not that it should be different. It's the way it is. And maybe I'm saying that because it's in Earth, in Capricorn. This is the way it is. And, and I think in our culture, and I'm saying the middle class kind of, you know, our culture, we have, we've had this notion that we should have it really good. Um, the other day in the garden, we have a communal garden, and every Monday we all go there and do it. And, and I, there was a young, a millennial, uh, he was born in um, 86, he told me. And um, he, and we were saying how much we loved London. And he was saying, gee, that's really interesting. Well, so many people are talking about how much they like it. And my generation, and I said, why? And he said, well, we can't even buy houses anymore. And I said, so? So what? And he laughed and he said, we assume we should be able to buy houses by the time we're 30. And if we can't, there's something wrong. And we had this interesting conversation. There is an assumption that things should be a certain way. And that has to do with the Saturn, doesn't it? Mm. And how we integrate the work. Why did you say shame, by the way, before? Is that Saturn or Pluto? Because you said the shaming. Is oh, I, that... think, I think I picked that up from Saturn and Pluto coming together. And uh, mm-hmm. I think I probably am influenced a bit by Richard Tarnas's chapter in Cosmos and Psyche and all the correlations he does there. And then also mm-hmm. thinking about Kafka, who had Saturn and Pluto. I don't remember what the aspect is in his chart. I, I'm, I'm not a Kafka expert, but I did read some of his material. There's definitely a, a, a punishment and shame vibe that can come in with Saturn and Pluto. And if you think about the recent impeachment trials, you can see that at work. And like I said, you can see it at work all over the, all over the internet. But I think yeah. that it, it ties into a Saturn function, maybe a Capricorn function, of, of accountability that is a positive function and that, you know, we humans tend to take things into their shadow expressions as well. And so mm-hmm. we can kind of push accountability into shame and blame, but that's not where yeah. we're meant, meant to take it. And I think mm-hmm. that uh, as you were describing it is definitely what we're meant to do and, and take stock of what we're, you know, what's our, what's our fault? What mistakes did we make and how mm-hmm. can we improve going forward and not to look at our own faults and turn that into shame and blame against ourself. That's, it's not that's, that, yeah. yeah, it's not that we're meant to, to shame ourselves. It's that we take stock of what we did. Saturn, I think wants us to take a, a sober objective look at what we did. You know, yeah. we only worked 36 hours last week. So we only get paid for 36 hours this week, even though we would like to be paid for 40 hours in fact, we only worked 36 hours, so that's what we're going to get paid for. And that's just how it is. Next week, if we want to get paid for 40 hours, well, we can make a choice to work 40 hours. So, right. So I think that, yeah. I, th- I think you and I don't have that problem. We work. No, <laughs> no we, don't, we do not. Have but what I'm aware of is I just spent 24 hours on an airplane um, I, because I went to Melbourne. And 
and I'm going to America next year and I'm going to spend, and, and, and I bought grapes today and I bought them in plastic. And it, I just, I think I'm part of it. You know, mm-hmm. can, I can say I won't get on a long flight again if I can avoid it, but maybe I will, you know, right. and how do I not buy milk? You know, so the, the, or, or, or grapes or blueberries, you know, and, I can I can tell certain people in the market I can't buy your yogurt anymore and we're going to do that because it's in plastic and and I'm tormented because I'm so we're all part of it in some way and we're all part of wanting our our lives to be the best possible versions and and I keep thinking I'm not sure that I don't know if this is in Capricorn I think it has to do with it because they're in Capricorn I'm so aware that that it's really important to be part of to be aware of the community you're part of so that means this street I live in. Now, I'm in London, of course, and so we never speak to our neighbors and our neighbors never speak to us. You know? But we do all smile at each other when we, as we walk by. And we do all, you know, there's this thing. And I, I'm aware that I'm part of many different um, communities. And I must stay aware of myself as a, I want to say, a responsible member of mm-hmm. all the communities I'm part of, and I'm not necessarily a responsible member because Saturn is about the community as well that takes care of, that holds together the cave where the children and the, and the families are contained. So each of us has responsibility within our communities, and do we take it or not? And I'm not saying everyone should do everything, but at least we have to know where we do and where we don't, under this aspect, I think. So it's spending a bit of time every day with that Saturn-Pluto discomfort. Yeah. Definitely. Well, I wanted to pick up on something you said earlier that um, made me think when you were talking about people being on their soapboxes, and I feel like that was, I feel like you were invoking Jupiter in that moment because the way you were talking about it, um, you were with Jupiter being in Sagittarius last year, I feel like we kind of saw that elevated to, (laughs) to a new, to new heights. Let's just say new heights with Jupiter in Sagittarius. And then with Jupiter in Capricorn, now a natural turning maybe towards personal responsibility and, and how that can be a positive experience and how that can help us grow. Yes. Yes. How we can, if we can dare to do it. Right. Yeah, but it's it's like you said, because Saturn and Pluto are in Capricorn right now as well, and Neptune's in Pisces and Uranus is in Taurus, you, know, you have to take everything into account. Absolutely. And because of that, it's not uh, it's not a simple process. It's not um, a comfortable process. Yes. It, by yeah. nature, it's un, it's un, it's an uncomfortable process. It's like you were describing that um, intensity and discomfort that we might be feeling right now, and some of us are going through very, very difficult external circumstances. You and I have both heard all the stories. And so I don't definitely don't want to downplay any of that. And sometimes we're being asked to respond in a positive or constructive way when we feel like we're at our wits end and we can barely like take the next (laughs) step. (laughs) So it's, it really is not easy and we have to acknowledge that um, for, yeah. for a lot of people and yet it's what is being asked of us. It's almost yeah. like, it's like the universe is saying, you know, you're, you're just ready enough. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's a lovely way of saying it. You're just ready enough to be part of something, to be part of something that is emerging, but with great awkward difficulty. 
as things do, you know, when they come, they have to go through to get there. And how do you, rather than think, I want, I want, I want, I want, how do you think, let me be part of this larger story, um, rather than just wanting your own life? Oh, I love that. Because also, you know, as, as we have all these planets in the signs of Capricorn, and then coming into Aquarius as well. Yeah, Saturn ruled again. And it does become more about the collective as well. And we have to think about uh, how we fit in, in the collective. Yeah. In each, in each. So I'm aware, like um, we we have a um, communal garden group Mm -hmm. after 12 years, you know, we just keep, and they're completely different. You know, the fact that I'm an astrologer is, (laughs) (laughs) and occasionally I'll go, I'll say something astrological and I go, but there used to be now because it's a long time. And I think, and sometimes I think I'm not part of this group really, but I am. And I'm a, I have to be part of this group, even if it's not mentally comfortable for me to be part of it. I am a functioning member of this group and that's important. So each one I'm noticing and looking at and thinking, okay, where is it difficult? Where do you not take responsibility? Where do you think they're doing something that, and, and those questions allow the discomfort to be, um, I want to say creative, but it's not the right word, but um, engaging um, the possibility of work well done. You know, if we take Saturn um, words, like, so it's how to stay in the discomfort or how to, ex- how to use the discomfort to, be- to do the work well. Of, of being a, 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 a person in this time, in this space, in this historical period. How do I be the best version of that and help others be the best version of that? And I've had lots of people with their, um, who were born in 89, 90, that group, 91, 92, um, coming here. And I, each one I've said, tell me something about your generation. What's your generation about? Now, if somebody had asked me that at 29, you know, we're about, you know, being in California. (laughs) It was a different time. And every one of them has sat there and every one of them has said some version of, we have to do something. We have to make a difference. We have to make something happen. We have to get it working. We have to. And I've been so, I want to say, proud of them. You know, of course, there are people who would go to an astrologer, so they have a particular kind of um, thinking, but I'm asking everyone I meet of that generation, what's your generation about? Yeah. And they have a sense of something about the work to be done that I think is um, the ones that I see that is the, the opposite of the ones who are scared and therefore raging and blaming. Yeah, because that's right. fear, just fear and feeling of impotence and helplessness. Mm. So if we, from my point of view, I keep looking at other historical periods with these aspects and catching another, aha, that's interesting. That may be a way of doing it. That may be a way of attending it. And that's why I love looking at the historical periods. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, on that note, uh, I think that's a good place to end for today. And thanks, Darby, for joining me on the podcast. And if you would like to hear Darby talk more in detail about Pluto and Capricorn in the context of Neptune and Pisces and all these cycles that she's been enamored with and and, uh, inspired by, uh, she's going to be sharing a lot of that information with us in the webinar. It'll be Saturday, February 22nd, 2020. You can sign up by heading over to astrologyuniversity.com and clicking on the event calendar and then look for the webinar called The Times They Are a Changing. If for some reason you're listening to this podcast after 
the event is live, you can still head over there and sign up and get the download uh, instantly. And, and probably the quickest way would just be to head over to the website and in the search bar, just type in Darby's name, Darby Costello, and you'll see a list of all the webinars that she's recorded for us. Um, so again, um, that's Saturday, February 22nd. That's at 9 a.m. Pacific time. And we hope to see some of you there. And thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule, Darby, to chat with me today. Real pleasure, Tony. Okay. All right, take care. Okay, you too. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to the Astrology University podcast. Study astrology online with some of the great astrologers of our time at www.astrologyuniversity.com, where we offer webinars, online classes, and virtual summits to bring you inspiration, connection, and insight through the study of astrology. Take good care, and we'll see you next time.